Hey everyone, on today's episode of the Build Tune Race podcast, I'll be talking to Barrett Green. He uh, announces a lot of races from no prep to drag radial, uh, kind of just making a name for himself and all of that. If you've listened to many, a uh, few live feeds or been to any of the kind of no prep stuff, you've probably heard him uh, or seen him out there dressed up in his bright and uh, American flag uniform. You like to wear that one, I know. Uh, yes, yes. And, and in a big all hat. Americans. So uh, he also owns and uh, has a brand called Big Hat Mafia, where they sell you big hats at the track. So why don't you just go ahead and give us a little background from what kind of got you into motorsports or kind of your whole background within it leading up to kind of where you're at today. But uh, just so if people don't know you or don't know what you're doing, kind of what you're up to. Okay. Well, uh, so when I was a young, no, I'm joking. Um as far as motorsports, like I was never really into cars until I got my driver's license. Um, you know, a lot of people are into this with their families and, you know, their dad races or, you know, all this other stuff, but I it definitely was not a racing, you know, household. My, my dad was a take it to the mechanic type guy, you know, it's just anything, everything. We never worked on stuff. Like I just basically kind of got interested in cars because my first truck was, you know, a, a Junker is having to work on it all the time. Huh. So then that just kind of, that kind of led to just, you know, meeting people and hanging out and everything else. And next thing you know, I'm hanging out at a racetrack and, you know, meeting some people and going out to the street races before it was the thing to do. Meeting other people and started uh, putting on races with my buddy Michael Hollis and he dared me to be an announcer at our very first no prep race and just kind of took off from there. I mean, it started out as, uh, I mean, I guess kind of a gag, if you will. <laughs> sure. And, you know, it's, uh, we were at a, um, actually we were not, um, we were not at a bachelor party at a gentleman's establishment <laughs> where there was this guy who was just, you know, just, he was crazy. And we were just laughing about it, and I just kind of started impersonating him. And then next thing you know, it like, it's kind of how it all really came about. Really? So nothing that really yeah. had much to do with some of that, but then it was like, hey, <laughs> you can you can do this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of one of those deals. Like, I, I look on it, and, I mean, obviously there's some doors have been opened for from people that, you know, I was around the racing scene with, you know, from the jump. Sure. But, you know, a lot of these guys in, in the announcer position or whatever started out as the test and tune guy, you know, just kind of, you know, cut their teeth on some of this stuff. And I just kind of just jumped right into, like, the you know, the monthly event, like the big show stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, that's kind of um, – so I guess you talk, you announced there. I want to say that you announced at my first – the first real no prep at a track race that I went to, which was like the first no prep mayhem kid. Did you announce that? Uh huh. Okay. So that's uh -huh. kind of the first place I saw you or knew about you or whatever. Um, that was my first kind of no prep into all that. And then I'd seen you there. And then uh -huh. I guess over what, that's probably been about three years. Um, so where was that at in timeline to like you doing the doomsday stuff and announcing that? Was that all pretty much right there? Uh, yeah. It's like, so I did the doomsday. Um, and then, Outside of our own events, my first gig was Amarillo Dragway mm. uh, for the first no prep they had out there when uh, 
Daddy Dave crashed. Oh, okay, yep. So kind of did that and then started bouncing around. Um, I've known Big Mark and uh, Jesse and them for, you know, a long time. They were putting on the race up. They put on the race up there at uh, Amarillo. And then, you know, Mark's like, hey, you know, any one of these that I put on, you know, I love you. I want you to, to you know, announce. And I was like, cool, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I pretty much, next thing you know, I'm driving to this hole in the wall in, in Kansas and show up. And I'm like, oh. This is a racetrack, all right, you know, and that kind of, next thing you know, it's going to Kansas and going, you know, out of town here and there and... Kind of the just, whole Midwest you know, area. Started, you know, working with different people and, and you know, there were some other, you know, it was kind of like a, a, a growing deal where the, the no prep scene, if you will, was really just kind of growing at just a just ridiculous pace at that time and you know I, I was fortunate enough to just kind of ride the wave on it and made connections and stayed you know a, a true person there my, my philosophy on the whole thing is, is I'd rather grow with you instead of because of you right sure yeah absolutely yeah it, it you know I'm not a lot of that in, to do uh, this motorsports. Had a resume or any of that other stuff so I feel like that kind of attributed to some of the success I had yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people um, don't quite understand or, or, or maybe starting to understand in social media and motorsports and all the brands and people doing different things. It's a lot of partnerships anymore, right? It's yeah. um, it's how do you help each other out and how, do you, how, how can you grow it, like you said, together, um, uh-huh. which helps everybody at that point. Or for you, I guess it's a lot of, you know, you helped announce this event or whatever because you only have so many promoters out there anyway. It's not... Uh-huh. I mean, you do have quite a few, but the main ones, the big events, there's not a ton. It's not like yeah. there's thousands of people that can hire you or bring you in for the thing. There's a few, I mean, few big ones, and then maybe a couple hundred over over the whole U.S. in every event. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I mean, and, and along the way, you know, this whole time, like when it was kind of growing before where I'm at now, uh, you know, it was just a secondary deal. Like, I had a full-time job and you know like i had a, i had obviously yeah you know a job that a lot of people would have loved to have you know there's there's a lot of guys out there that are doing the announcing stuff and it's their sole income or you know it's you know it's that's all they do or they work at the racetrack and then they announce on the weekends and stuff like that but when i was starting out doing it you know i was like oh i can't go that far i don't have that much vacation time and stuff so right so yeah, that I got becomes kind of a battle. up on some stuff, and, you know, I got shit on a lot and, and, you know, undercut and backstabbed and some of the stuff, and the people that benefited in the short term for those moves, they're really not doing much now. You know, I, yep. I rode the storm out and really didn't make a big deal about some stuff. I was like, hey, you know, it's, it's whatever. Yeah, well, and that's so, what it takes, the the ups and the downs, right? It's not, it's not <laughs> all going to be all up anyway, but... Um, and you've been, that's what I guess you mean. And you've kind of made that name because you've been around, you've, you have Mm -hmm. traveled, I I mean, traveling to Kansas or since to Georgia, or just even like we were talking before we got on the live here with everybody. Um, you got a five hour drive tomorrow to go to a race. Like that's not, it's not easy. That's not something that's necessarily the funnest thing to do. And that's, that's one of your shorter drives in a sense, um, for some of what you travel to. 
so Matt Botkin and Jason Flores, they put on Winter Meltdown and Bounty Hunters. I announced at Armageddon, which, you know, it's in my timeline, if there's a big, you know, jump or, you know, a, a upswing in the career, it was Armageddon, the second one. I went to the first one and was like, hey, talked to Nick Beauty. I was like, man, you know, if you need an announcer for the next one, you know, holler at your boy. And he was like, yeah, I'm kind of swamped. Because he announced the first one and realized that there's just too much stuff to try to manage and announce at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a big event. I went to the second year. wasn't at the first one. but uh, And, yeah, I can imagine. uh, It was busy. Jason, you know, Jason calls me. He's like, hey, I'm putting on this race. You know, I, I, I want you to come down there. And I was like, okay, well. Like, you're going to have to, you know, like, fly me down there because it was down in Edinburgh, which is pretty much Mexico. Sure. Um, it's a long ways, even where I'm at. So, <laughs> that, you know, that was my first big travel rate, you know. Armageddon was like a three-hour drive. It was no big deal. Sure. This was my first time to, like, go somewhere. I've never met these guys before in my life. I knew the racers, but I really wasn't in with the promoter side of the deal yet. Gotcha. So I go down there and like my flight gets, like I had to connect, it gets delayed. I miss a flight, I stay the night in Houston and I'm just like, oh God, this is how, this is how can I, you know, foul all ends right here. Yep. But, you know, I ended up making it in time and it was, the place was packed. I mean, it was out of control, crazy. The racing was, you know, phenomenal. Casey Rance was down there putting on a, a clinic with his little 240 and yep. just, you know, smacking anybody and everybody around. And <laughs> it was just, you know, it was amazing. And I'm like, man, this is, these are the races that I want to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, of, most of it was of no prep. You know, just the kind of outlaw, you know, esque deal. I've never been a tower guy. I, I was never a, oh, you know, 114 to the 60. You know, sure. 308 backslip. Like, I, I just don't, that's not in my of my vocabulary. Yeah, and I guess well, that's what I kind of noticed. And I'm sure that's kind of hard, um, kind of knowing you, seeing what you've done, and then, like, watching Drag Week and all these things is, like, being an announcer, you you got to know who you're talking about. I, as many people as you can actually know, kind of understand the combo of the car, the people personally, that helps you talk about them over the mic but if you don't like you got to know a lot of people or at least know about a lot of people mm-hmm. and it's uh yeah i mean and I, and i'm a pretty outgoing guy you know if my, my thing is is i know a lot of the racers that i go to the races and if i don't i do my best to try to you know talk to these guys in the pits and you know say what's going on you know what's the combo type stuff because sure. to me you know, I've never had the luxury, if you will, of, you know, sitting in front of a screen and being like, hey, you know, oh, this guy said that his tech card, he's, you know, from Kansas, and he's got a little more some big block. Yep. I just knew that about you already. Yeah, yep. And the social media probably helps you follow along with some of that stuff. Um, if they're on social media and you can kind of follow some of the combos of people or, which a lot of those people you kind of know anyway, but. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's kind of where I was able to, you know, kind of make up a lot of ground is, is you know, with the no prep stuff and everything else, like, I knew these guys before, you know, no prep was really kind of sure. a thing, you know, it, it was just street racing, you know, it was taking my buddy, you know, Mikey, uh, he drove a Vega 
uh, for a guy at one time and had never street raced it at all. Went up, we went up to Oklahoma City. We unloaded it at like one of these spots and made a hit before we went to the King of the Concrete, which was the backwards track at the time. Sure. With a car. And like, you know, I think on like one kid, it just like flew down the street. We we're like, sweet, you know. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And this is really before you kind of had the double freight rail cars and everything else now. And I mean, that deal showed up on an open trailer and I can't remember what jets we had in it, but you know, the, the biggest they had is what was in it and <laughs> sure. definitely could have held way more. Yep. Made it all the way to the semis and get outrun barely by, you know, Murder Nova. And then next thing you know, it's like, hey, you know, this, this is where it's at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, I was just watching Danny uh, Davis was on here commenting, hey, Danny, hope uh, hope all is well. But he he said that not only during, like during the radio prep race like he had, but uh, you like to keep the fans entertained and stuff during the downtime. So you just try to try to interact the most you can with them. Or what's kind of your your thing for keeping the the fans entertained? I mean, it's you know you can only be a talking head so much. Sure. You know, it's 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 easier to to keep entertainment going when you're out with the people. You know, my my thing used to be which I, I say used to be, I still do it, but is <laughs> during you know, some downtime and some stuff, I would hit the fences. I would just, you know, wireless mic, hey, you know, talk to the kids. Sure. You know, my, my thing was who you are or who are you, where are you from, who'd you come to see? That was, yep. I'm sure it wasn't the first one, but man, you know, I felt like I was on to something there. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm going to some other tracks and these guys are now saying the same thing too. I'm like, look at that. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh, that, that's cool. That gives you, know, you some insight. You get insight. the crowd into it, and you know it helps you throw some stuff out. But you just you talk to people, and next thing you know, you know you're looking at this guy, and then who's he talking to, and everything else. You're not worried. Hey, we're having to mop up. A, you know, we're having to take fifteen or twenty minutes to mop up an oil down right now, or something. Yep. Or you go along the fence and you ask somebody where he's from, and you know who he came to see, and he's you know Joe from Kentucky, and he came to see Kyle Kelly's old lady. Like, well, that's. That's pretty good, but uh, didn't need you to say that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes brutally honest out there, but yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. So, I mean, a lot of the races um, that people might see you at, kind of this next year, if you can elaborate on some of the ones that you know of, or uh, I guess even this weekend you'll be at um, the Winter Meltdown, right? Yeah, so I'll be at the Winter Meltdown. Um, that's you know, it, it was originally Edinburgh. They moved to San Antonio, and um, I know for sure in 2020, you know, I will, uh, I'll be doing those and the races that, uh, Michael and myself put on, I've kind of moved out of the announcing aspect of it and more of the, the race management side. And it's, you know, it's definitely helped out <clears throat> we feel, but, sure. um, you know, Danny Davis races and some stuff and yep. I'm really just kind of concentrating right now and, you know, getting the year finished and everything and then start, you know, next year, there's some races that I want to hit. And absolutely now it's kind of changed from, um, you know, Hey, go to this race to announce to I might erase or I might announce at this race and in the next two races, I might just vent. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, I mean, a pretty, pretty big event that, you ended up being um, at and on the live feed and everything of last year was lights out. That was pretty big, uh, 
pretty big deal that popped up for you, I, I, I assume. Um, yeah, yes, the, the last out was definitely, um, you know, a, a high note in my, you know, career, if you will. Um, I went to the first, I, my wife and I went to the first lights out and the first no mercy is photographers. Wow. Um, and, you know, we've always, I have always kind of followed that racing, you know, the radio racing, I feel like is, is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I've always kind of followed it and, you know, I've, I kind of laughed about this earlier today, but as far as being a racer or race car, I've always had a car, but I've never really, you know, I would say out of all the stuff that I've owned, I've made 20 passes maybe, and that's, that's taken sure. a lot. So I'm definitely not, you know, the racer, race car driver, everything else that a lot of people are, but I like to be involved with it. You know, if I can make it to the track, my buddy Mikey, you know, we, I go with him and everything else. So I kind of kept up with it through there. We have a pretty big radio scene here in Texas. And I was able to do that too, but yeah, being from, you know, the stands, watching the race to kind of in the booth and seeing the inner workings and, you know, he duck takes a lot of, you know, shit from people and everything else. But I mean, just to see <laughs> a race of that magnitude put on behind the scenes is, is pretty crazy. Yeah. I think just going to one, I, I was at lights out, like I said, and it's, it's a, Man, the amount of cars, the sheer amount of people, just, I mean, like, you get a bunch of people at, um, like, Armageddon and stuff, but, the, yeah. and cars and everything, but, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a it's a different type of caliber, it's a different type of group, um, the amount of work that goes into the track, just everything, it's just, uh, it, it's on yeah, its own and, kind and of level, some too. some people, they don't, you know, they got, they've got a hard line in the sand, they, they just don't, you know, tolerate them or whatever, but... It's just the way that he promotes and everything else. It's just that's that, that what works for him. That's how it goes. It works. <laughs> you know, look at like Alex Lawson, right? Everybody, it <clears throat> doesn't matter whether you, you know, hate him or love him, whatever, but Alex Laughlin is one of those guys that just, he wants to go and race the best. Yep. He wants to go radio racing. He wants to go no prep racing. He wants to, you know, do this. He wants to tractor pull, do all of it. <laughs> sure, absolutely. But he's always, you know, talking about people. And he might, you know, talk down about these guys or, hey, I can outrun those or whatever. But the next thing you know, everybody else is always talking about him. So, yep. you know, who's really doing the marketing? You know, you're Absolutely. you're making one post. And next thing you know, it's reaching 200,000 people because all they want to do is talk about, oh, this dude's going to show up on 315. <laughs> really? You really think he's going to come show up on 315s? And the next thing you know... Three days, the internet's talking about it, and now look at him. He's on big tires. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like the... talking about that. Yeah, the Conor Gregor effect, right? The Conor McGregor, the UFC effect of... Like, everybody has their own little things of it, but uh, if it brings people to the stands or makes fans or... I mean, it's racing. They you don't they don't all have to be fans of a person. They they can like the guy in the other lane, and that's that's what makes it great. So. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it doesn't matter where you go, or you know, whether it's rally racing or no prep racing or street yeah. racing or you know bracket racing. Like anybody that rolls through the gate has a chance to win. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> and if it's your day. It's your day. A lot day. of guys are finding out now. Like it doesn't really miss. Like it helps if you win, right? But you don't necessarily have to win all of them to be popular at this day and age. No, and that's it. And I mean. Everybody likes an underdog, but then there's also the bandwagon fans, and everybody will choose their own. It's the, the social media and just everything, and I'm sure you've gotten quite a bit of it of people just knowing who you are because of what you're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. It, it's it's a great thing, and I mean, I guess this is not a bad time to possibly transition into like was some of that 
the attention you've gotten or you just being at the races? Is that what the Big Hat Mafia started out as and all of that? Or what kind of made that all come about? I mean, the, so the Big Hat Mafia just kind of, it originally was, you know, me, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Armageddon. And the, the first time I announced it, I'm going to be outside all day long. It's going to be 100 degrees. <laughs> yeah. I need a hat. It's hot. It's hot. So, me being me, I was like, man, I want like a big sombrero, but not, you know, like a sombrero. Yep. So I ordered this hat on Amazon and was like, cool. So, <clears throat> next thing you know, <laughs> that's like, that's how people know me, right? You know, just look for the guy with the big hat. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, people kept asking, hey, where'd you get that? And I'm telling them, Amazon. 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 <laughs> like, okay. You say like, Amazon hey, enough probably times, try huh? to figure out where to buy those and like sell some. No doubt. And I'm like, no. Well, <laughs> I finally figured out where to buy them because I went to uh, Horse Fair on the Plains, uh, Nick Roberts race. Yep. And I gave his son my hat because I flew to Jamaica the next day for vacation. I couldn't you know, <laughs> take it with me. Sure. So I ordered another one on Amazon. It ain't the same one. So I finally, I, I'm able to order the hat, but I had to order like a case of it. Sure. Take it to, uh, I just, I think I took like the box to just this local race at North Star and set them on the back of the trailer. And next thing you know, I come back and Michael's dad's like, hey, I sold like 12 hats while you were gone. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. Here we go. So I started, you know, going around to races and my buddies, Monkey Shine Speed Shop, they were pretty much all the races I was at. So I said, hey, I'll give you these hats, you sell them. And give me the money, you know, at the end of the day. Started taking a case of hats to races, and the next thing you know, started taking three or four cases, and then here we are now. You know, we're a full-blown brand, if you will. Yep, absolutely. And uh, for those that can see it or whatever, I'm trying to show you. I got a mess going on, but there's there's the big hat. That's his website, bighatmafia.com. So if you guys are interested or need a big hat for the track, he's got them on the site. But uh -huh. You always have them at the, pretty much, is it pretty much anywhere you're announcing you set up your booth? Yeah, so that's that's kind of what I have transitioned into cool. um, is, you know, announcing plus a vendor spot. Nice. Yep, is, absolutely. Is my go-to, you know, gig. Yep, well, that, that makes sense. I mean, you're already the there, you might as well. I, what's that? You're already there, so you might as well take advantage of it. Yeah, and that's the deal, like... You know, originally I was looking at it as, oh, hey, you know, I, I go somewhere on the weekend and, and make the money announcing. And it used to be gambling was how I would <laughs> sure. make extra money. I'd bet on the races and this and the other. And, you know, next thing you know, hey, I made the money announcing, made some money gambling. Well, sometimes the gambling doesn't always work out. Yeah, yeah. That sometimes can uh, go the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. So, um I started, you know, saying, hey, I'm only going to make X amount of dollars announcing, right? So then next thing you know, like, I announce, you know, that covers my expenses and everything else. And then, you know, whatever the booth makes is, is where we, you know, potentially make a living. Sure. And now that it's, this is my deal full time, you know, this is what it's become. You know, it's like right now I'm looking at winter meadows in the last race of the year. So that's between now and the end of the year, it's three weeks. Sure. And then have another month in between, you know, before my next race. So I've basically got two months. So I've got to figure out how to make it between now and then. You know what I mean? 
And then, so that brings up a whole other thing. Um, I was actually at Motion working with Doug when we received the the flag you made. And you got a flag here on the site. So you do some of these flags as well, right? Yes. I think the only one we have on the site is yeah, the Blackhawk flag. Yep. So we do, you know, custom. That's another thing that it's just, you know, kind of evolved about something my wife wanted to do. And she said, hey, I want to order this machine. And like, so, you know, we, we have a, you know, a niche market, if you will, with racing and stuff. And yeah. we take four or five flags. I mean, they're they're $120, so it's not exactly an everyday, you know. So it's, hey, uh, you know, I'll take two type deal. Sure, yeah. But we market them right, and, you know, you sell one or two at an event, and it, it helps out. Yeah, that's it. And and you'll do custom ones, right? Different logos and different... Yeah, yeah. So, and the custom people. one is really where we, you know... I feel like we excel in. I mean, obviously, you saw the Motion Raceworks one. Yep. Um, I could have done better on it if I had, like, a good logo. All I had was I just took a, a, a logo or something off the website because John Sears wanted me to do it sure. for Doug as a present. And so I couldn't just email be like, hey, can I have your logo? You know what I mean? <laughs> I get it. So... It, you know, it's, it's something like that. It's, you know, adding somebody's name. Like I had yeah. somebody contact me and say, hey, you're a Christmas. Like we have a flag that has a Christmas tree in the union. That's cool. Where the stars, you know, where the stri- or the stars are. Yeah. There's your Christmas tree in it for, you know, Dragger's Christmas tree. Yeah, that's cool. So they're like, hey, can you add, you know, my family's name? You know, blank, I don't want to say it because they follow me. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. add blank racing to the deal. Yeah. Okay. Bam. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? So it's it's just stuff like that that bridges the gap in between the races. Yeah, absolutely. Also been, you know, been doing DoorDash delivery and some other stuff. So it's just, it's about different revenue incomes and streams to make it happen. Seems like there's a lot of that. Uh, a lot of people kind of made that transition, especially when you're doing your own thing, kind of like you are too. Well, and you kind of have to find multiple, multiple incomes, but then it's good too, because then... If one slows down, the other one might pick up or whatever you're not. You don't have all, all your – everything's not potted in one. So um. Yeah. I mean, in, with, you know, my schedule like it is, I mean, I guess I could go get a, you know, job for two months or whatever, but then I'm going to have to quit. Sure. But it's it's not like I can just, you know, go back to work for a couple months or a couple weeks. In the meantime, I don't have any races, you know. I've, I went into a job I had almost 10 years at after – we uh, we followed the note. That was really the the main, you know. Hey, uh, we followed the No Prep Kings the first, or I guess the second season. Oh, okay. Um, I I drove. <clears throat> Why well, one of the races in Kansas went up and bought an RV, and then uh, a couple weeks later they had the first No Prep Kings race in Topeka. I was supposed to announce that Danny Davis's uh, L- the first LSX versus the world. Yep. And was like, hey man, I've got to I got to go to this deal. And he was, you know, a lot of people have been like, hey, you're dead to me. Don't ever talk to me again. He's like, man, I understand it, right? So, pretty much took every last dollar I had and filled up the bus full of diesel, and then went and bought as many hats as I could. Yeah. And just drove to Kansas and was like, I have no idea what's going to happen. And then next thing you know, like Friday was horrible. I sold like two hats and I was like, how am I going to make it back home? You know, just, I mean, it was just one of those things where a lot of people, you know, would have a, you know, panic attack or whatever. And I'm just thinking like, 
this, you know, what am I doing, right? Yeah. Next thing you know, Saturday, it was supposed to be overcast, it's sunny, and I sell every hat I have. And I'm like, huh, <laughs> Imagine this thing works. That. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, no, that's kind of, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so we, we kind of snowballed that and, and picked it up at this race and that race and then said, hey, I'm going to take, you know, a leave of absence from work. My wife was able to work remotely, and we followed, you know, the No Prep Kings around. Did some other went to um, the Anarchy No Prep, which was in place of COTS. Okay, yep. And, you know, vended at some of that stuff and basically like, hey, we can make this work. You know what I mean? Like, we can do this as a, for, uh, for a living. Sure. Got back from that, went into work, and said I quit, and... You know, the rest is, is kind of history. It's crazy, um, man. And and when was that? Uh, October of last year. That's great. So a little over a year ago then. Yeah. So, you know, five years from now, I might look back and be like, huh, that was stupid, you know, but I can always get another job. Yeah, that's where I was at kind of when I quit mine and which now working for motion, all that stuff. But it's still like I had a job of nine years or whatever, and it's super secure, you know, benefits, which that all works out anyway. But like, you're just so secure in a job, but then you're like, you know what? I have that skill set. I can still go get a job even if, if things don't pan out. Cause I guess it seems like it, I don't know if that wasn't in motorsports. And then when you take the leap to go do something full-time in motorsports, cause it's your passion, you're like oh, so excited that it's going to work. But then you always have that thing of like, is it really though? Do Am I, am I going to be that fortunate to make it, make it happen in motorsports? And, um, doing something I enjoy. Oh yeah, most definitely. And, and you know, I, I look back on it now and I'm like, man, I shouldn't have been so scared. Sure. All the years before, you know, I think about where I could have been now if I had made the jump, you know, yep. uh, a lot of my, you know, ambition or whatever came from my buddy, Mikey. He, he worked out there with me at, I worked for Lockheed Martin bank airplanes. Yeah. Um, he worked out there and he was working there and was also doing RV stuff on the side. And then next thing you know, like he was, you know, he, it was RV was, was making more than work was, Yeah. but work was easy. Work was guaranteed. And he just said, <laughs> that's I'm going to quit. I'm going to do it full time. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's, and it, it seems like that's what's happening. The economy's good and races are happening and people are going. So <laughs> all that's really cool. And I'm glad to, glad to see you out doing it. And it, it's cool that it's just somebody else that is out there. Um, announcing like you are that it's somebody to list who kind of knows in the in the box it's not and you're you're kind of taking it to the next level for a lot of I wouldn't say the smaller races but the medium sized races I guess you could say mm-hmm. um, I mean and, and awesome. don't get me wrong like it, you know a, a race is a race like I'm, I'm not the type to just you know show up to a race and be like Phew, this is a clunker you know what I mean and just just kind of just give you know like a half effort like it you know I, I sign on for the whole thing absolutely you know? um I've been to races, you know, where I, I announced the uh, 100,000 win in Bristol. I mean, that's, that that's is crazy. the busiest racetrack ever. <laughs> yeah, I've never been there here. It's yeah. pretty epic, though. Yeah, so, you know, they only had 32 cars, and, you know, they had to shut the place down. They couldn't let anybody else in. People were walking miles to get in there. I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, I, I definitely will hang my hat on that of, of being a part of that. I mean, there's, sure. no matter how many times they go back and everything else, like, it's just not going to be the same as the first one. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you see stuff like that, and you're just like, man, that's, you know, it's crazy to be a part of that, and it makes it worth it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, was it was it uh, No Mercy that you were headed back and like the you had an RV issue or something? I saw you post about. Yeah, so that was a, we went oh, um, went to Florida 2K. Oh yeah. And vent, just vended there. Uh, oh, okay. was announcing, and so that was you know hey, we went and vended, and um, then went to obviously to SGMP. Yep. For No Mercy, um, and then had the whole family with us. We went after No Mercy. We went and stayed on the uh, coast for a week and hung out and everything. And then went back to Bradenton for another race, which I announced at. Um, and then was headed back, and then the bus broke down. And that was, uh, yeah. That's, that's some people are like, you know, are you ready to sell it? Blah blah blah. I'm like, no. It's you know, I, I feel fortunate to have those problems. Sure. You know, I mean, it's you know, my my car could break down going to work. Like it's it's just part of it's it. It's just part and, of it. You know, sure. it was it was five thousand dollars to get back on the road. Yeah, and that's that's just you're driving, and boom, it's a five thousand dollar cost. Like that's yeah, and, but that's what you and, signed up you know, for. It, it's, it's so. tough. We we made it happen. We got it. We figured it out. We we paid yeah. for it and got back on the road. The the tough thing is is just because you paid that money, nothing else stops. <laughs> Your mortgage still has got to get paid. Your electricity bill still got to get paid. Like all that stuff still comes out. Yep, absolutely. And so you're like, well, what am I gonna do? You know, we you know we had a little bit of savings, obviously, but that went away, and then. You know, it's like, well, am I even going to have enough money to get to the next race? Yeah, that's that's it, though. I mean, and that's kind of, you're doing a ton of traveling, which is crazy. Which is, but also on the other side of it, you'll you'll see country that nobody else has ever seen and meet people that nobody, you know, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of memories and stuff that you'll look back and it'll be amazing. But that's well, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the kid I, we went, um, uh, my dad passed away at the weekend of Sweet 16. Um oh. And I had already signed up to do some other race. Like Sweet 16 was going to be my first race. And then I was going to go hit up some other races after that and finish with Woostock. Oh, okay. So obviously didn't make the Sweet 16 race, but I was like, hey, we, we still going to go to, well, we ended up going to Shadyside uh, in North Carolina and then Piedmont yeah. in North Carolina. And then Woostock was in South Carolina. So uh-huh. it's just me and the kid driving 16 hours across the country. You know, hanging out. We just lived in the RV. We lived at the racetrack for two weeks straight. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, hell, it snowed <laughs> on us. <laughs> yeah, that's something you won't uh, won't see very often unless you're. Unless yeah, you're like doing I, you're doing. I wake up and, and my little weather app is you know instead of blue it's it's pink and I'm like <laughs> I look out the window I'm like Robert wake up he's like well like it's snowing he's like no way I'm like yeah you know it didn't stick but it's just it's crazy like yeah, here it yeah. is you know the middle of I mean, it was like April, and it's snowing. Well, that's kind of, I mean, again, which is, which you're in a good area, I guess, for Texas being um, somewhat year-round racing, I guess, uh, down there. But everything still slows down, and then like that, you just got to be on the move and go to tracks when you when you need to go. So, um, mm-hmm. it's crazy, man. Well, uh, I think we kind of covered just about everything. I appreciate you sharing your story it's pretty pretty cool if you got you got anybody uh anything else you want to say or tell anybody where to where to find you um i mean my my thing is um hold on just like uh i'm one of those people that has to like speak as they type so (laughs) (laughs) 
sorry. Uh, my thing is, is, you know, what was the, did, I, I like to just kind of, you know, I was in the interview with Lee or whatever, and I was like, man, you know, for him, I'm like, what, when did you know that, hey, I, I've made it, or I feel like, you know, I, I'm at this level, you know what I mean? Sure. So for, for you know, me to ask you is a little bit different, but when did you decide, hey, I'm going to do this? You know, like you said, you, you had a, kind of like me, you had this job and you just said, hey, I, I got to do it. What, when did you decide that? Um, so, I mean, my a little background on my thing with Doug at Motion and all that stuff is um, I started Bill Tune Race like three or four months later. I literally put him on a podcast like this and then I worked part time. I'm, I'm a very... I would get, I would say maybe calculated or safe person. I, I don't take gigantic risks. If it is, it's a very calculated safe risk, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. So it was, you know, there, there was a good year. And then my, the other job I had nine years, but then everything there, um, it was a corporate type job. So then, you know, things get a little worse, a little worse, a little worse. Um, put oh, me yeah. on nights. So then my person, like, just it's it, like everything on that side of it was saying, go do what you're doing. And then ever since starting Bill uh -huh. Tune Race and doing podcast, helping Doug with the social media over there and doing all that, uh, how, how happy I was doing the stuff outside of work and how miserable I was every day that I was going to work. Um, and then it, it just, and then over that year of, you know, I made some extra money, Bill Tune Race, doing this and that. And, uh, I financially tried to set myself up into a safe position to do it. And then it, it kind of came around um, where about a year ago, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we did some stuff. It helped out motion. Doug had wanted me kind of on full time, but we just didn't know how to make it work. So I was doing everything I can to position myself to do that mm -hmm. um, and then to make the leap and do all that. So I kind of positioned myself. Well, they put me on nights, hated that. And then we were kind of like, well, what, what would be, when are we thinking? And I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I think my 30th birthday would be, would be something, you know, why? I don't know. It was just a date. I guess sometimes you just got to pick a date and uh -huh. we picked it. And that's, I gave my two weeks notice my last day. I walked out because I worked the night shift. I walked out on my 30th birthday and, and it, but I think, um, I listened to a guy named Gary V. I don't know if you know who that is or not with the social media stuff and everything. And he, he kind of talks about like, you can always get another job, you know? And I was like, you know what? And I could, I could literally call that company up tomorrow and get a job again there. I'd take a pay cut or whatever, but I could go back to work uh -huh. there. So, you know, it's kind of one yeah. of those things where I was like, what do I have to lose? When the right. when the opportunity outweighs the the other side of it, it's kind of it's kind of like, screw it, you know, go for it. So Yeah. I but, mean, and, and failure is really all about perspective, you know, like... Yep. Just say for, for me, five years down from the road, you know, I'd say, hey, this really ain't working. You know, I'm not getting gigs. I'm not, yep. you know, really doing anything. I, I guess I got to go back to work. To me, that's really not a failure. Some people would look at yeah. that and say, ah, oh, you failed that deal. Well, not really, because I, I took opportunity and, and I did it and said that I did it. And I didn't say five years this whole time, man, I should, I should be doing this. You know, I, I should be out there, you know. Yep. I'd rather look back on it and say, man, I'm glad I did it when I did it. The the people you'll meet, that stuff, that's a lifetime. So you, that's not even a failure at that at worst. Like it's, mm -hmm. that's all part of it. And, and some of it, some people are like, why isn't it growing quicker for you on some sides of it? And then some of it's like, man, I can't believe how much it's blown up. So it's all in perspective too, of what, 
what are you happy with? What do you want to see happen? Um, and definitely oh, yeah. once I you mean, get to this point, it's not all a matter. Money. Yeah. In the matter of a year, I went from having monkey shines, just selling hats, you know, his, yeah. his uh, son Brecken and him and his buddy, uh, just, they actually kind of started the idea. Um, and I went with it later on in life, but they just stacked 10 or 15 hats on their head and walked around and sold them. You know, I, from a year, I went from that to having a booth with the actual like brand and a canopy and a table and a trailer and a bunch of hat. you know, like it just grew at such a huge pace. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that that's how it's gonna, I, I have people that ask me, you know, this and that I was like, but on Monday or I wrote a rotating schedule, so it doesn't really matter, but they're like, what did you do? I was like, I took two days off of for vacation time to go to a race to make a video, to meet people, to spend my money to go, to edit a video on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday night after work, to put it out, to keep going. And I, I, I still do that. You know, it, it's just, it's closer to where it's all the same stuff, but I do a bunch of motion stuff and I jump over to Build Tune Race and then it's nine yeah. o'clock at night and we're sitting here talking on a podcast. But I, I mean, I, there's nothing else. I, oh yeah. I'd I be mean, sitting in my garage I, talking I about would, it anyway. You know, working a super horrible job. Um, and took off a whole week to drive all the way to Georgia at the first lights out to take pictures. Yep. Spent probably two or three thousand dollars and sold one picture. Tired, wore yeah. out, and go back to Monday yeah. the next day. And what'd you do this weekend? I drove to Georgia. I took photos, uh, watched some racing. What'd yeah. you do? Well, you know, I kind of hung out on the couch and you know, drank some beers and stuff. And it's like yeah. that's all good if that's what makes you happy, but. You yeah. gotta had an absolute blast, though. You know, it's absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, had and it's. You don't really think about it at the time, but um, you know, spent a lot of had really good time and in connection with uh, Tyler Pretty Flip at the time. You know, oh, he was out yep. there with everybody, and then he's obviously no longer with us. But I look back on some of that stuff and think, you know, I'm glad that I was able to do that. That's it, man. That's and I, I, I hope that we look back in another five, ten years, and we're all, you're, you're top of the game, and which I, I don't think you're far off anyway. There's just not many announcers, and then you're, you've taken that step to just do it, and that's, I think that's going to put you, put you far above a lot of people, uh, or I, I mean, I don't even know who else. What uh, I think Brian Loans, and then there, you know, there's a few people out there that are of super high caliber, but it's. It's not like there's a bunch out there, so I think you got you got plenty of gigs coming your way, and and then but you're smart about it too with the whole like doing the vendor and all that stuff. That's that's awesome. That's not there's a lot of people that might have just done announcing and just yeah it's a part time gig and not tried to yeah persevere to yeah. what what do I got to do to make this thing a full time deal in uh -huh. motorsports or whatever it is, and I guess that's where it kind of comes down to uh, partnerships and like you got to partner with a lot of the people that put on races just like i partner with motion and work for them and it's just like you know it's um it takes a lot of that to to make it happen especially if it's near your passion but if it is then you'll figure it out <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's you know there's a lot of top tier guys that you know that is all they do they just they announce and stuff like that i mean and that's that's awesome you know what yep. I mean? I'm, I'm proud for those guys i don't say oh you know i, I wish that was me doing this that or the other like i i'm i'm proud of you that you're able to do that i'm doing what i like to do right Heck now yeah, man. if i look forward in the future and that's where i'm at that's cool so be but it. at the same time like i'm not doing this race and that race and this race and that race to be able to go to people and say hey look what i did yep you know what i mean 
Yep. I would much rather have the phone ring my way saying, hey, would you like to come out and do this? Then, you know, be calling people, hey, 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 hey. That was one thing that I had a, a problem with when I first started was trying to be aggressive to get jobs and stuff. Sure. And there's there's a fine balance to it. I mean, obviously, if you don't talk to anybody, you're not going to get any gigs. Absolutely. But at the same time, if you're just calling everybody all the time, like, hey, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, that's it. it. It's networking. Uh a big part of this whole podcast, one is the technical issues we had at the beginning, which we don't have a bunch of people on here, but anybody that is watching it or listening to it later, we do appreciate it. Um, and this will be on podcast all over as well. But um, it's just about doing it, man. You just got to I, – I, I hate messaging. I don't, I don't want to say I hate it. I'm not the person that wants to reach out a bunch, but I, I know the – podcast brings a lot of value your story is awesome if it inspires one person out there to maybe go after their thing um it's that's what's cool about it and everybody has their own little background too with uh everything which is cool i i enjoy well now you and i now will if i see you out we'll talk more and i've met a lot of people just like this um doing these things so it's super cool uh but it's sometimes you got to push push through the things you don't necessarily love to do even though you know it's what you need to be doing to, to do it. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if any, you're open to pretty much announce just about anything, right, as far as racing goes? Like if an, if a promoter reaches out to you or you kind of, is that what you kind of look for? Or? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely got to be something that I'm interested in, Absolutely. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and something that know, makes sense for you to I set do, up a vendor booth. I, I do mix that. it up with, you know, heads up stuff and index stuff and everything else. And yeah. Definitely, you know, bracket racing, I guess, or index stuff is definitely not where my strong suit is. But at the same time, I would definitely consider myself more, you know, I would say half entertainer, half announcer, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of one of those deals, like, what, what are you looking for as a promoter? from me yep. you know what I mean and if we drive well we drive well absolutely man. if you're looking for a guy to just sit in the booth and just you know hey there's <laughs> you know two cow different at the stripe and everything else and not that's so probably not going to be the guy yeah right? that's just not your not your personality to be be on the mic with yeah but at the same time if you have someone in place to do that and then also you want somebody that you know kind of talk about this that, and the other yep. like hey let, let, let's figure something out let's you know let's Let's kind of, you know, date a little bit and see what works for us. Maybe yeah. it turns into something. Absolutely. I'm, I'm willing to learn and willing to pick up all this stuff where I do lack. And if you are to be a, you know, announcer, you obviously need to be able to do all this stuff. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things. I'm, I'm definitely willing to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. And sometimes you got to try the things that you might not think is the best. And it, it could be good and it might not be. So. <laughs> yeah. It's always it's always trying, I guess, and uh, well, and that's the whole thing. No prep's big now. It's been for a few years. There could be a big swing, and it's a whole different style of racing. The racers will usually stay the same, but it might be a different style. Yeah, so. my, you know, my deal, my view, my take on it, whatever, is is what made a popular is it was different. Yep. And now, the the newness or whatever has kind of has kind of worn off and we're all kind of looking for that next thing and you will to kind of capture the magic. Yep. Absolutely. And we're all kind of waiting on it. 
I get it. Nope. So, you know, it's, it's next thing you know, it used to be, you know, a year or two years ago, there's no preparation every weekend. <laughs> yeah. Now they're just kind of slowly kind of, you know, the ones that are out there are established and staying established. But Absolutely. You're starting to have more marquee events and less, you know, backyard, hey, let's throw one up and pack the house type deal. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I've been there, done that, and tried it here in Colorado. And man, promoting an event is a whole other animal. If you've never done it, it's a it's an insane amount of work for a one or two day thing. So yeah, for <laughs> hopefully for to hope to make some money at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, and the the like being in Colorado, I I literally we put the we put a race on. Would have been we did three years. Um, rain scared every year looked great a week out two three days early really bad rain scare come in it ended up raining each year we were able to get it off the one year i had to move it up a few hours so that screwed up people traveling from away and like you just it, it gets hard it gets extremely hard um and then i was like i will never do another event on that thing again and then like this year i watched that same date and i was like look at that morning of it was like 70 degrees perfectly sunny still blew in rain mm-hmm. later in that afternoon. I was like, no way. Like how, how do you ever figure that out? Like <laughs> it's, it's terrible, but so, oh, yeah. that's part of it. You, you, that's high risk, high reward if everything goes off well too. So. Yeah. It, uh, I, you know, it, it's kind of one of those deals. Um, uh, there was a no preparation in Memphis yeah. at one time, um, before a street outlaws, right? But it was put on because there was a street outlaws race there, and oh man, the place is packed. So I was, you know, kind of asked about it by, you know, third party or whatever. Hey, do you want to come announce? And I was like, no, I had missed out on a nitrous outlet open house like a couple years in a row. And I said, no, I really need to go, you know, to this deal for Dave because he's done so much for me, and I really done shit for him, right? Sure. So I turned the deal down. I'm at the nitrous salad open house and the whole race just kind of falls off the heels. People are still waiting, waiting to get paid on the deal. No. Two or three years ago. So I'm just like, shoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of what those deals like. It's kind of one of those things like people that are in it to in it that aren't looking for the payday. They're not looking for the buck. They're looking for to put on a race for the racers, you know, by the racers, yeah. take care of the racers. Those people will stay around. <laughs> yeah it's it's a crazy thing um and that's what i mean like danny doing it and stuff like that it's it's i'm glad to see people trying to keep it alive and that's what it takes if if you didn't have promoters didn't have announcers didn't have people that run a track you won't have anything out there so we need to yeah i mean you would have, all. if you would have said hey uh you know every obviously everybody knows lamar swindle's car called that runs you know low 430s I mean, hell, I think it went to 60 or something on the mountain. So that if that tells you anything, that car's fast, right? Yep. <laughs> you know, they go there, obviously, it's a no-time event, so, you know, we won't discuss the exact deal, but they set the track record Yeah. there. Yep. And it's one of those things where if you would have told someone that cars would be, you know, going fast enough to set a track record on a, you know, old abandoned runway, people would laugh at you. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's the track record? Like a 6.0? Like, no, how about like, you know, 4.56 or something like that? Yeah, that's crazy. You know, and so for Danny to say, yeah, I'm going to do that. And they did it, you know, 
And that's, that's what takes people because that, that's kind of what, you know, needs, you need those people that are willing to take that risk. And if it doesn't work, you know, Hey, you did it and it didn't work out, but at least you tried. You got to learn. Everybody can learn from the success, but you learn more from the failures. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, what, what do you consider a failure at that point? Like, yeah, you learn, you learn as long as you learn and it, it makes it better the next time. That's actually a good thing. Not a, not necessarily a yeah. failure. So <laughs> yeah. Did I say what I was going to do? Did I say that I was going to pay X amount of dollars? Yep. Yes, I did. Cool. That's a success. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as long as you, I guess, as a promoter or doing any of that type of stuff, you live to do another one and people still show up, you did all right. You did yep. right by the people. Yeah, when you can't put on a race in your own backyard, that's kind of telling me something. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Well, man. So, I, I think we rambled uh, long enough for the two or three people still watching. So. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. It's been good. Uh, just a good good talk with you, and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up. And if you got anything else in the works in the future, we can hop back on and chat about it. Hopefully we can do this in another another little while and get some more updates from you. Yeah, hopefully we'll see each other. Uh, I'm, I'm eagerly looking for something at uh, the new I-70 Motorsports Park. Okay, yeah. No, so we'll see what, what Rob and Roberts and all them got going on up there, and if I can be a part of something, hopefully to see you there. Yep, absolutely, man. Well, I'm sure we'll catch up with you uh, sometime this next year. All right, dude. Have a good all one. Right, you, see, you too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Got him off there. Thanks, everybody. That was a long-winded one, but it was a good one. Um, just a good talk, and that's what I like doing these, meeting people and talking about it. Um, sorry we couldn't do the whole split screen and interact a little bit more with them, but uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, watching, uh, and all that. This will be in podcast form on all the podcast platforms, like I mentioned. So if you like to watch podcasts there, just search the Build Tune Race podcast, and you should be able to find it. Uh, and if you need anything from Barrett, uh, BigHatMafia.com, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, go give him a like, support him. Uh, but anyway, for the people that have watched, appreciate it. Thank you. See ya.